Coming to you live, this is your MTG Action Forward News Team. Hello, this is MTG Action 4 News, your news team for keeping things fresh in the multiverse. I'm Mr. Combo Number 5, providing you new ways to lose your friends. Then we have Big Tuck, your breaking news source. Yes, and remember, when you're playing EDH, you should always try to be happy as a hominid plastic. Squee McGee getting caught up on the meta traffic with the weatherlight report. I'm bringing you the beat on the street. Then we have the head of the team, CMD Tower himself. <laughs> Well, he was just kidnapped by a group of Eldrazi, so more to report on that, maybe never. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to your number 12 source of Magic the Gathering News. We are excited to one day be nominated for an Emmy Cruel, one could hope. That's going to happen. Woo! This is the year, guys. This is it. It's feeling good. It's feeling good. So we always start off the top of the cast with the latest in Carnage that ensued with games on Sunday with Live in a Dash. So the game I actually want to start talking about, uh, Big Tuck Missed It, was a four-team Two-headed giant free for all. Wait, eight players? Eight? What? Uh, no, seven players. Ross got the short end of the stick and had to pilot two decks. Oh, did he yep. tell you how? I yep. Oh, wait, I can talk about that. Keep going. Yeah, and so he actually piloted. I can't remember his second deck, but he piloted my CEDH deck. Oh, yeah, my Kokoshu deck is the second. There we go. <laughs> Kokoshu oh, and CEDH. Yeah, nice. and we did random yeah, decks. Yeah, yeah. So the funny thing is, uh, you're gonna kind of curious. How did the game go? Um, you know, I was paired up with Forrest Day Two Wong, of course. Um, and you know, we were we were doing stuff. He was actually playing my Atraxa Super Friends deck and was doing some good stuff. We did our turn since there was you know what five people to go. <laughs> you I went up, up, got a slice of pizza, <laughs> yeah, and drink, and <laughs> took called your half. parents. Yeah, I took a nap. Uh, I, I went upstairs, used the restroom, was gone maybe a minute and a half. I come downstairs, Forrest announced, "Hey, everyone's dead," and it's like <laughs> game over, straight out. Yeah, game over, game over. Really, uh, yep. Ross? Will, I didn't do anything. Will and Kevin, who we also refer to as Duff, yep, uh, Duff and. both had their own Arakdos decks. And just went infinite. Yep. It, it was some sort what? of champion really? goblin, uh, enter the battlefield goblin, infinite sack, dealing damage when it would come in. Yeah, they just wiped everybody out cold <laughs> and clean. Yep. Was, I mean, I guess it worked out because we had like, what, like a 20-minute timer that we had to get this game done in, yep. and it was going on. Oh, so you guys had a time limit. You're like, hey, let's play this extremely long format. So I was playing with Davis, and to give you an idea, neither of us did anything <laughs> i didn't attack i played i think one creature maybe yeah uh, yeah it wasn't good. And i think this was like turn four sure just infinite and i was like what what happened they're like well we played this thing and no one did anything we're like all right so yeah jeez louise that, that's what eight happened player 80 or seven player seven player two-headed yeah. giant so well uh squee mcgee what game do you want to talk about oh i have a, a really good one so i was playing my reese token deck uh will was playing i believe his wart deck I'll have to double check with him on that, but I do believe that was the deck he was playing. The Mr. Combo was in that game as well. Yep, sure was. <laughs> For a little while. Yep. What was, was your commander that you were playing? Because you almost milled me out within the first, I don't know, five or six turns. Partitioners? Uh, I was playing Persistent Partitioners. I actually made an error. He did. So I could have had, uh, almost said Big Squee. Hey, <laughs> hey I'll yeah, take leave, it. I'm still taking it. it. All right, Stay fine. That's staying in. <laughs> uh, I almost milled out uh, Squee McGee uh, down to 15 cards, and he had like 80. Yeah, yeah. Wow. he was going to mill me for like 60 to 65 cards. <laughs> yeah, something like that. All because that. I was creating tokens. Yep, pretty much. Because he kept sitting tight. He wouldn't do anything. Well, you know, uh, you know Because I, I, I had out five petitioners. And where I made the mistake is I had intruder alarm and I forgot all my untapped triggers because, so, oh, you know, yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll basically go on the stack for every creature that enters the battlefield, period. 
he had just populated. It was it was twelve ish. Twelve. So I would have had twelve untapped. So I would have been able to mill twelve yeah, times yeah, yeah. twelve. Um. So yeah, it was a mistake on me. And in my hand, at the three colorless blue blue target player puts the top half of their library into oh, the graveyard. Uh, Traumatized. There we go. Yep. So yeah, I completely messed up, and for that, they killed me. Oh, and then dude. their game went on for... It wasn't even next turn. It was next turn. Will killed Mr. Combo after realizing, and he explained what he was about to do, and we both said, well... Nope. And I even made <laughs> I even made Will a deal to say, hey, I'll only mill out Squee McGee if you don't kill me. And he's like, ah, that's okay. Yeah, and so no, on, no, on, no, on, no, on the no, way no, out, no. I, on the way out, I milled him for 12 just oh, to spite man. hit him. Just to prove a point. Yeah. It got really interesting right after that, though. So Will and I were playing back and forth, and I was generating tokens, and Will made the pro play of stealing my Essence Warden. Mm. So I was gaining life at a ridiculous yeah, rate. Sure. I was, I think, at this point in time, generating between 12 and 24 tokens a turn, <laughs> and I was just doubling as it stacked. Yeah. So sitting, I was gaining a lot of life. As usual. <laughs> Two or three turns after he stole my Essence Warden, he was up to, I think, 135 yep. life or oh something stupid like that, because I just kept doubling. And I was doing the math in my head, so I was creating three, four flyer right. tokens. I had enough three, four flyer tokens, I thought, if I waited two or three turns, I could double enough to the point where I could kill him in a swing. And it got down to, he drew a card that made all of his creatures unblockable, top-decked it, after I was about to win next turn, uh, made all of his shit unblockable, and just wiped me out. Wiped you. Yeah. Uh, it was a crazy game. I think I had a total of 78 tokens Jeez. on the board. Yeah, I want to say you took a picture of it. Yeah, I had 36 3-4 flyers. <laughs> I had like 18 elves and whatever myriad of other little tokens that were sitting out there. And I wasn't even sitting tight. I was just keeping the flyers. I would yeah, hit him yeah. with all the elves and all that stuff, but I couldn't just quite couldn't, keep just up. Just couldn't beat the Essence Warden. I yeah. had him next turn, and then he drew that unblockable, Damn, and that's I, had to, I had to say shit. But there was a lot of sitting tight in that game, because oh, you know Fishers do not attack, and neither Correct. did these two decks. Yeah. So Squeamy passed where I, around yeah. his uh, deck box that literally has Sharpied sitting Listen, tight, sorry, yeah. and, and, and you would only get the deck box if you literally did nothing but play like, stuff. There you go. If you sat tight, if you attacked with one token, you do not. No yep. So, uh, well, Big Tuck, did you have any games that you so want to So I do. About? I had my farewell game at my last job, and uh, evidently Ross took a page out of my book because we ran three two-headed giant pods, uh, and I ran two decks myself. Okay. So I ran Silvala and Queen Marchesa. So Silvala did Silvala things, and I was going to win, then someone board wiped, and it's like, well, here we are. Sure. Right? So what are you going to do? So, and Marchesa literally wasn't doing nothing. Like, really? Literally, draw cards, play land. That's it. Like, maybe play, a, like, a fringe enchantment. I had sure. her out the entire game. Like, was swinging in for Commander Damage, left, right, and center. And again, playing two decks is, like, tough, especially because we're, sure. like, in a, I mean, it's hard to begin with. Although I've done three before, and that was a grinder. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I top-decked a, to a card that we just talked about, Reforge the Soul, which okay. I even forgot I had in it, and wield. So I wheeled away a board wipe off of someone else that they were going to use. And then I drew my fresh six, and it was, like... Animate Dead, a Planeswalker, oh, yeah. and something else. And I was just, just like, bomb. yeah, and then like just rain out. So again, we we're like running out of time and like we could have gone longer, but I ended up winning my very last game at my last job. So you all go. you Mariner people that still listen to this podcast, suck it. <laughs> I haven't played EDH in like two weeks, which is probably the longest Man. in my entire life. <laughs> Are you going through withdrawal? Kind of. <laughs> it's weird. I You're just like, goldfishing you know, against yourself. Yeah, or like, just I don't know. laying in bed weird. with the no. shakes. He's sweating uncontrollably. Oh, I turned one soul ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that's going to wrap it up with 40 Life in a Dash. Now to cover what's going on in your local multiverse, what's the plane chase? 
So we had already recorded last week's episode the day before yeah. the massive EDH 2020 announcement that Command Zone and Gavin did um, on YouTube, and it got shared everywhere. So, you know, we don't want to go into ad nauseum huh, uh, with Ooh. it. Ooh. Well played, well played. Um, but we thought cute? we would at least give a <laughs> high level. Here's what's coming out in 2020, and whether we like it or dislike it. So, so buckle in for four hours of discussion. <laughs> We've got a few talks. Yeah, good Lord. So there are four different products coming yep. out next year. Um, Ikora. Layer of Behemoths, so that's going to be, you know, a standard set, but they're actually going to create five EDH decks that will be released with that. Um, and then also Zendikar Rising, uh, that is another standard set that will come with two pre-constructed commander decks. Then we have the Commander Collection Green, which is basically a signature spellbook. They're just not doing it around a character. And then lastly, Commander Legends, which is going to be a booster. It's, it's, it's booster packs. We'll get into that, but it's okay. basically a uh, sealed, draft, sealed right? product commander made for commander. Yeah. Very much how like Modern Horizons is made for modern. This is going to be made for commander. So we'll start it off with Ikoria Layer of Behemoths. So this will get released on April 24th. Uh, you're going to get five pre-constructed EDH decks. Each of the decks will be thematically themed to Ikoria uh, and will consist of a what they consider a healthy mix of new and reprinted cards. What are your guys' thoughts on that? It kind of seems like to me that how every August we usually get the pre-cons for Commander. Mm -hmm. seems like that's going away, and now they're going to tie the pre-cons throughout the year to standard sets. So what I, I like it. I think that's cool. I think you're going to get more Commander spread out throughout the year versus just one big block of them mm -hmm. where you have to sit yeah. there and wait all year long to get all these five Commanders, and everybody jizzes their pants for two months and... Then it all calms down. And, so, then, and then you can still buy the most recent ones for 120 for all yeah. four online. And that's a good point, too. I think it will help kind of curb yeah. the price of these because people have more time to see the decks and well, see if fair. they're good versus five of them come out and everybody kind of scrambles to say, right. what can I do with this? And prices spike for no reason on a lot of those cards. So I, I like it. I'm wishy-washy because I know you're, they're probably going to try to shove a bunch of the cards that they think is good into these decks from sure. Ikoria. But um, I was reading the article earlier today, and it said that we brought up a point before where we've talked about like energy and like these kind of like fringe things. Mm -hmm. And they're so they've even said that's like if there's a new mechanic, we're going to build. There's a potential that they could build a commander around that mechanic. mechanic. So at least you have like some place to start with sure and especially because it's legacy i can see it kind of go both ways the only problem with that is that if it's a fringe if it's a fringe mechanic like just sticking with energy the likelihood of them printing energy cards later down the road is probably gonna be pretty slim right so you're probably gonna have this commander deck that you build during one season and that's gonna be pretty much it until you like flush sure. it out with lands but i think that probably could open up a fair amount of design space around that i just think it's weird that they're tying commanders no longer just this fringe format it's sure. a huge mm -hmm. thing and now they're starting to tie it in with the other parts of the other formats of magic which like feels dirty to me a little bit but I mean, I like well, it. It feels like a recognition to me yeah. that, that Wizards is saying, yes, Commander is a very popular format. Yeah. We're going to include our flagship standard sets and With put it, Commander yeah. cards in there. They're useful. What do you, what do you think, Mr. So I, I kind of have two two thoughts. One thought is from the business side of why Watsy's probably doing this. And then the second is just as a player. Sure. So from a business perspective, I think this is wise on Wizards because. EDH being a eternal format, mm -hmm. and we've talked about this on previous casts, where 
the cards that you really want to get for your EDH decks are usually only legal and modern legacy and vintage. Sure. You know, we're talking Aber duels. We're talking wheel of mm-hmm. fortunes. We're talking that stuff. We're not buying sealed product. Watson yeah. hasn't printed that stuff in forever. Right, right, uh, right. So they're not making any money on a traditional EDH player outside of the one time a year that with the pre-con decks. Right. Yep. Uh, because or usually, if they do something like, a, if they do, which they're not doing anymore, but like Eternal Masters was kind of a wink, right? Yep. Like, but yep. it wasn't like, to your point, it wasn't like, hey, commanders, like, Here's your product. It was yeah. like, hey, commanders, here's this thing that you probably want to also buy. Kinda like, also like Modern Horizons yeah, got yeah, jokingly totally, called yeah. Commander Horizons. Right, yeah. So totally. now this is a way for them with these thematic decks tied to a standard set. A, they're going to get the revenue from the pre-cons. Right. But then, like you said, there's going to be these fringe mechanics. I guarantee you they aren't going to just throw every single mechanic card. You know, let's just say... Uh, they create some weird thing that hey, when it becomes monstrous, it fight. I, I don't yeah, know. like they're, they're like this is a monstrous deck, right? Yes, they're not going right. to pull in like the, the the commons that turn monstrous and get like plus two plus two. Sure, right? yeah. But I think with these theme decks now, that's going to encourage newer commander players to say, oh, well, I should get a booster box mm-hmm. when I pick up my EDH deck because there's going to be stuff in there that I'm going to want to slam in here. Oh, of course. Um, so I like that because it's not just them price gouging us. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, like sometimes people get upset when uh, the, the once a year Planeswalker uh, would come out and it'd be the, you know, the mythic editions and like, oh, you're charging all this money and same thing with Throne of Eldraine right. with like that special edition product. Right, people right. just got pissed because it was just like expensive to make money. I think this is something to where I'm okay paying the money into it. I may actually get a booster box of it depending on what it ties mm-hmm. to. But then I'm hoping that, and I, I think Watsy will, they're going to take that revenue and put it more into Commander. I think so. I think the roadmap for this year is yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, I, think, I think that's Considering there's helpful. four products coming out just for Commander. Yeah. Now, from a player perspective, um, I'm not a big fan. I, I like the thematic decks, but I wish what they would do instead. Because we, we got, so we got Ikoria coming out next year. We got Zendikar. We got Theros Beyond Death. We'll have a core. Are we going to have a core set? Uh, yeah. I think there's a core I, set God, 2021. No um, there's too much. This is, but like. What I was going to say is I wish instead of having five in Ikoria and then we'll get to Zendikar Rising, I wish they would just do two. Two. Yeah. Do yeah. two. Okay. And, and then the commanders, the actual face of the box, could be the prominent figures in the storyline. Story, right. Because that would be kind of cool. Yeah, so, yeah. like, think about War of the Spark, the prominent people in the storyline, you could either pick. Nicol Bolas, which obviously he would have to be one. Right. But then you could choose either Gideon or Liliana or have a, almost like if they had the Royal Scions, have a Gideon Liliana right. all legend or, card. But, yeah. And it also lets them open up where it's like they could have done, if they did War Spark, they, instead of just focusing on the Planeswalkers, they could have done like a Tolzmere. Sure. Like really strong commander, right? Yeah. Where it's like it's characters that are in the meta and like mm-hmm. in the idea of the story, but they're maybe not just like, because like planeswalkers are going to be blasting your face for sure you know forever probably forever, yeah. yeah but yeah so i wish that instead of doing five decks they would have gone two mm-hmm. and then done two with every single set, set coming yeah. out because then that spaces it out through the right, year yeah. it's not like oh man now i gotta drop two hundred dollars on these five pre-con decks because honestly with seven pre-con decks coming out plus the other products that we'll get to i may not buy them all 
Uh, that's a lot so of money. That, so like, yeah, and that goes back to what I said too, where you get some time to look at them and see what they right, are. Yeah, but I, but I think it's I like, mean they're doing multiples this year, so it's not just the five coming out there. Yeah, right? but I mean, then you, then what happens if they prevent legends? or print a Teferi's protection light card? Right, and then and you yeah. want to wait, but then it's like, well, crap! All these boxes now are like a hundred fifty yeah. bucks. Yeah. It's yeah. an expedition. It's the same thing we talked about with the expeditions, right? Yeah. So I think and like this is I should have said this before we even got in this one, but like. It's getting to the point where, like, trying to keep up with this stuff is, like, legitimately exhausting. Because it used to just be, like, okay, you get a master set that will probably have good stuff that you get, yep. and then you get your pre-cons. If you want to buy a box for standard, you can. Do it for the draft. Yeah, because it's fun. And then you yeah. might get some value out of it. But now it's just, like, all right, so every quarter, I have to think of, like, am I going to drop $200 <laughs> on this stuff? Yeah. Or how am I going to work this, you know? So, so all right. Well, yeah. I think that kind of wraps up what our thoughts on Ikoria. Once again, it's exciting that... Yeah. Like Big Tuck talked about the fringe mechanics because mm-hmm. I want right. to even say Squeeze talked about how energy like there's no support you can't really build yeah. an EDH you could deck do around cool it. things if they build a couple yeah. sets around energy and but they so don't. you you got to think that they're gonna have new mechanics in Ikoria and I think it'll be cool you know who knows who these commanders could be I just wish instead of five it was two mm-hmm. and have the characters be central to the story because honestly it's fun playing Magic but the story's really exciting so yeah, yeah. Um, the next one that'll come out in the third quarter of 2020. Uh, is Zendikar Rising. So, once again, that's another standard set. We're going back to Zendikar. I'm hoping it's consumed by Eldrazi. Uh, I don't know where in the story that was. But we're only getting two pre-constructed commander decks, which is, right. like I just said, I really like. But now here's where I don't yeah. like this one. Each deck's only going to contain three new cards. Everything else will be reprints. Right. Uh, mm. I'm sorry you lost me. Yeah. Um, I, I don't buy I mean, We already decks. have all that available. Like, what do we need those for? Like, this sounds like it's geared for someone that's brand new to EDH that doesn't know how to build anything. The, o- the only way, and I and I agree, and also I just confirmed they are doing Corset 2020. Okay. Or 2021, rather. Just think if each one of these decks came with a Soul Ring, a Arcane Signet, a Chromatic Lantern, whatever you want, right? Sure. Like, all these things that we just talked about, you know, they come with, like, Limdu's Vault, and, like, all these sort of, like, six to ten dollar ones and the value of them are super high that would be great right i think that'd be really cool it's almost like wizards trying to price fix some things that got out of hand if that's if that's if that's what they're trying to do with it that would be great but if it's just like reprints of shit that like you're just gonna buy and cut and you're buying it for they're selling it for forty dollars this deck has eighty dollars worth of value but out of that i'm only gonna get there's thirty five dollars worth of like four cards in this that i want that's the only thing if they reprint them and actually have good valuable hard to find reprints but i think it's going to be zendikar related reprints yeah, yeah. and here's the thing when you think of zendikar Fetch sets, lands. but there's no way they're going to reprint put those in there oh, no they, especially they, with pioneer oh, sure. what if oh yeah what if they put misty rainforest in there that'd be amazing <laughs> it's not gonna happen but think about it like that would actually be genius i know it. that's a hard pill to swallow <laughs> it is um they put the Arcane Signet and Shocklands in Brawls, which they mm-hmm. hadn't done before. But that's not a fetch land. I agree, but I'm just saying... <laughs> well, like, and with Pioneer coming up, I highly doubt they're going to be putting a lot of fetch lands in well, there. Well, fetch lands oh, are banned in yeah. Pioneer. No, that's right, that's, point, that's yeah. my point. Oh, is oh they're, yeah. Since they're pushing Pioneer, I don't see them pushing... But I know, I know a lot of people... Commander, like, but but just, usually the Commander sets, it's only... Uh, Legacy, Vintage, and EDH legal. Yeah, but that's but, the problem. But, These aren't Commander-specific sets. Not anymore, well, well, yeah. But, the, but yeah, but I would have to venture. I don't think these commander precons are going to be like the brawl decks to where they're standard legal as well. No, 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 not at all. But I'm just saying like if they, so let's say on each one of, so just hear me out, right? For Fine. 40, for $40, because they're Zendikar based, right? Okay. For $40, each one of these came with two of the low end fetches. 
Okay. Just hypothetically, like right? Bloodstained Meyer. Sure. Mm-hmm. That you can get for 15 or $20, right? Shockland's 10 Those low-end ones are 15 or 20 bucks. Yep. Those sort of things, right? So not only would that drastically reduce the price of those cards because they're more available, which means it's an easier on-ramp to modern. It's an easier on-ramp to legacy and all those other formats. It also turns that into an easier on-ramp for more like standard EDH decks as well. Because like that's we've talked about that like a million times. Like you can build a great deck, but every deck you can put <laughs> if you're Mr. Combo, two thousand dollars worth of lands into, right? Yeah, like that's always, that's always like the barometer. So they haven't reprinted anything in a long time that has fetch lands in them. Mm-hmm. So they're not making money off the, the secondary market, right? Unless people are like buying uh, Zendikar original. But boxes. the thing is, so is Wizards doesn't make any money on that stuff because the game shops have already purchased it. Right. So Watsy is done. Yeah, like yeah, they aren't but making I'm, any. But money. I'm just saying, it's like they're like, here's this new product that has fetch lands. So people are going to buy it from Commander because it's a new sure. Commander product. I understand that people are going to buy I mean, it, but it's, especially it's, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. It's just yeah, not going to happen. I agree. I mean, it might, but it might, but that's that's the only way that this that these decks would be interesting to me. Yeah, because it's yeah. just going to be a bunch of standard what, what, and other reprints. We already know that the three new cards that are mentioned will be legends. That you know, you'll have your face box right. legend, yep. and then you'll have the two that are in the ninety nine. Right. That's what the three new cards will be. And then be. the rest are just reprints. And then the rest will be reprints. Um, and unless those reprints are fetch lands. I don't care. Or like, yeah, what, if, what, if they, what if they're like, fuck it, let's get crazy. Each one of these has a mana crypt in it. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, For forty dollars, I'd be like, I will buy all of them. One hundred? <laughs> Is that legal? Can I legally? Can I legally do that? Oh, the manufacturer. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's all like this. This this one of all these is the one that's like the most like yeah, ambiguous I, if it's gonna be good or not. Yeah, right? Icoria, it's, weird. it's like the, they that's said, our precons. So well, yeah, Icoria is basically our precons. They said it's gonna be a mix of new and reprints, yeah. which is what precons are. That's great. But Zendikar only getting three new, basically the three legends. Yeah, these legends would have to be bombs, bombs yeah. for me to buy these for decks sure. unless sure. the reprints are yeah. fetch lands and right. duels yeah. and th- yeah. stuff like Otherwise, that. Otherwise, I so. go straight back to just buying them on second market. Yep, yep. absolutely. Totally. So, all right. Well, the next one is the Commander Collection Green. So, basically, if you're familiar with signature spell books, they did one for Jace, they did one for Gideon when he finally died. Uh, R.I.P. Yeah, my boy. <laughs> my boy. Uh, pour one out for you. Um, and basically, <laughs> what they would do is that these would be reprints of staples in blue and in white. So, for example, in the Gideon one, uh, they had Rest in Peace. Uh, for example, in the Jace one, they had Counter Spell. Love that. New card. art. Foil, uh, foil only, I believe, in the spell books. So with Commander Collection Green, it's basically a signature spell book for green staples. Yeah. They it, did leak some art, or not leak, but on the Command Zone yeah. podcast, uh, Gavin was able to show off some art. Uh, one of them, it looks like Seaborn Muse. That's yeah, probably well. One of one of them's Yusan, the Wandering Bard. No, it well, that's on the art, but it's oh. in the Court of Calling. Oh, they said yeah, that's a for spell. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other one, I'm pretty sure that's going to be Seedborn Muse. You think so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's going to be available in foil and non-foil. Yep. Once again, it's going to come out uh, the, around the same time frame as Zendikar Rising. You know what? I like these things. These things, to me, are the perfect random magic product mm-hmm. because you don't have to buy it. Yep, right. It is purely a collector's type thing. And you know what you're getting. And you yep. know exactly what you're getting. That, that drives, is right up my alley. Drives drives the price down, right? Because Mystical Tutor yep. was like 10 bucks, and now you can get a Mystical Tutor for like four. Brainstorm was like three. You can get it mm-hmm. for like a buck, right? Mm-hmm. From these spell books. I actually just bought the Gideon one, which you can still get for $20. But that's, that's like bad. Path to Exile, oh, yeah. Rest in Peace, True Conviction. Like, Path and uh, Rest in Peace right there. Yeah, that's that, right. Yeah, right. totally. Yeah. So it's like the same thing. It's like if you can, if they sell, 
it's more uh, it's the only thing that worries me on this one is like the price point so they have the foil one which will probably be more expensive but if they are selling them at like 20 or 30 dollars like they have been for the other ones and you get like corticoline that's just, so we're just throwing stuff out here you get corticoline um seedboard muse and one other thing that's decent Right, like a like a burgeoning, for example. I mean, like I think this bucks. is the perfect set to yeah. reprint Crater Hoof. Oh, yeah, I was thinking exactly the same because I mean, that card is bonkers. It's expensive. so expensive, yeah. and I think it's only been reprinted or printed what once or twice. I think twice. Yeah. I think it was an original. I twice. A one Zendikar block, and then in one Master. What set. if they reprint Reese? <gasps> No, Green I don't white? think so. No, they won't do that. They okay. won't do that. Because it's like, the hybrid and Reese yeah. really isn't that popular. No right. one's no one's clamoring for a Reese. They probably I, they'll probably have like one legendary in here and then yeah. maybe and then like the rest will just be like good stuff. So mm-hmm. if if the Jace's one was better, the Gideon one was good, but mm-hmm. there's also some clunkier stuff yeah. in there, which mm-hmm. is like okay, but we'll probably get we'll probably get a planeswalker. Sure, we'll, we'll get it'll, a it'll be a Nissa. We'll, yeah, yeah. It'll, we'll get it. We'll get a Nissa. We'll get a a couple of good instant sorceries. We'll probably get something like Nature's Lore. That's like a buck or two mm-hmm. with new art, is what I'm guessing. So, green, I, I like it. I would say I do too. I, yeah, I would say especially in green, like those card, the cards that you want in green go in every green deck that you mm-hmm. want. Like, there's no reason that you would never want a spare or quarter calling or yeah. Seaborn or even like a Nature's Lore or like sure. one of those. You know. Far seek mm-hmm. if they're getting real desperate. Yeah, but oh, I can think of a ton of them, and I love it. Well, being a green player, obviously, I love it because mm-hmm. it's going to help yeah. me get cards. I yeah, would, I would need. And I mean, they, there's so many green staples that are bonkers expensive. Yeah. Think of like doubling seasons. Parallel lives is up to fifteen or sixteen dollars yeah. now. That used to be a couple. Bucks. Well, what I would probably Those say is cards. before this gets printed, the cards in there collectively before the price drops will probably be worth. 60 bucks 60 mm-hmm. bucks yeah, yeah. and, and then it'll drive it down and then they'll sell it for 20 or 30 yeah. right because mm-hmm. i can yeah. see a natural order getting printed i, I think it'll, well. i think it'll be 20 to 30 for the non-foil and then i think it'll probably be 50 for the, for the foil, foil yeah. 60 yeah. I, bet. I mean imagine like if you got a crater hoof foil i mean that yeah. shit yeah. Yeah. i've never really seen good. a crater hoof foil in the wild yeah so. no me neither so all right yeah so sure why not so, so the last thing we're going to talk about guys is commander legends so this is the thing that i am actually personally the most excited for monitor horizons to give you guys an idea i probably bought two booster boxes mainly for yeah. value yep. but it was fun it was fun commander legends i will probably buy i might get a case uh and draft the sh- crap out of that <laughs> just instead of doing normal edh on sundays we'll just draft, draft legends yeah, yeah, yeah. for like a month or two sweet so basically it's going to come out uh later in 2020 um and it will be a booster pack it'll have 20 cards uh, opposed to, I guess, uh, the standard ones have 15. 15, 15 yep. uh, there'll be a guaranteed foil in each one, so it'll be kind of like the Eternal, like, you know, the Masters ones, okay. uh, which is great. The thing I'm most excited for, 70 new, new legends. legendaries. It's absurd. <laughs> uh, well, it doesn't say new, just 70 yeah. legendary creatures in the set. No, no, no. That's I'm looking beautiful. at it right now. It's beautiful. 70, it's over 70 brand new legends. Woo! Okay. 70 brand new legends. That's amazing. It's like, you, damn it, I'm going to go redo a bunch of decks. I'm just... <laughs> I'm going to start my path to 32 with these 70. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um, there's going to be two pre-con decks available to EDH players who kind oh, of okay. enjoy uh, that, you know, limited experience. Um, I, 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 I'm so pumped for it because it's going to be a lot like, what was it, Dominaria that we had, the Uncommon yeah, Legends. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're going to have some of those. These 70 are I not think, going to be rares and I, mythics. I think Uncommand, so Uncommanders, is they're colloquially known as. Okay. Um, I think they're, they're like a point of pride to build around. Oh, yeah, you want to make that. It's like, it's like the, oh, you're playing uh, $800 yeah. 
you know, whatever attracts the deck. It's like the Weatherlight like, Report. You build a random right, good deck yeah, out of a yeah, weird exactly, card. Exactly, yeah. And you're like, oh, I'm going to play this mono green, like, uncommander and just... I only wreck. pointed that out because I've heard other casts kind of say, oh, well, it's going to be like Dominaria where most of them are going to be on commons or commons and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I don't even I don't think care. Yeah, but also, even so, if half of them are commons and uncommons, you still get 35 yeah, new look at, legends. Look at, look at Narset and Ashiok. Both uncommon planeswalkers that are like played, that are played in like legacy. Yeah, you know it's insane. So yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, no, I'm I'm super excited for this. Uh, apparently, everyone got all freaked out about Baron Singer. Is that who that person? Oh yeah, to be? I heard yeah, about that, it. That looks like. so, well, I heard there was mostly the professor was. Oh yeah, his, for his old years. his old card is garbage. It's from Homeland, <laughs> and I, and so I that think, makes and I think that'll better. be cool. Yeah. If in this, they take creatures that in the past kind of like uh, Gerard. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. The mm-hmm. past one was garbage. garbage. Give them a new card, do them some justice, yep. give some new mechanics. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to draft. Yes. We actually just did a War of the Spark draft where we actually made. Uh, basically a, a brawl EDH, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But but a, but a sixty or did we do forty card or sixty forty card, card. forty mm-hmm. card? Uh, just Comman- b- like make one a commander, commander deck. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. And then singleton in it too. Yep. Nice. Singleton yeah. in there. So and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And but you know and we did that with fifteen cards in a pack. Right. That's not even made for this. Twenty cards in a pack, dude. How oh, many are you supposed, with are all you the still legends, supposed to draft yeah. with three? Well, that's only if you do so. The draft and sealed. I think this will probably be more oh, the of a seal. Sealed. Yeah, because sixty's yeah. eight, so that'll be one hundred and twenty cards. Yeah. to play with. So you have to cut twenty, and then you have a commander deck. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, no, I'm super excited. Yeah, I, think I think it's, it's going to be, cool. be amazing. Now, here's the one thing I'm worried about: is price point. If it's priced like the master sets, it'll be two hundred a bot, two hundred, two hundred to three hundred a box. No, this one's going to sell out. This one's going to sell out quick. I, I think it needs to be between that hundred to one fifty price point. If this came out at one hundred fifty, I'd probably get two. Yeah, easy. If it came out at a hundred, would you get three? Ooh, I guess. I guess I have to. <laughs> Might as well. He's, yeah. he's committed the way to three hundred dollars. I'm not uh, the professor, but that seems to check out. And if it's new cards, reprints, this comes out in what, Q4 next yeah. year? So yeah. I, think, I think this could be maybe slaughter. Christmas. Yeah. I could oh, see this coming man. out like, yeah. like a week. Oh, they're like, going to play okay, that hey, Black Friday. Want, hey, are we drafting it tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting scratching at <laughs> home. Coming over. I hear uh, Big Tuck and uh, Squeamy Gee on the phone. I just hear the ripple of sleeves. Yeah. Like, you guys ready to do this? Yeah. So, all right, that's guys. Like a, it's Xanax thing where people are like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to cover what's the plane chase. Now oh, in the last gosh. segment, Squee dives into those creative juices with the Weatherlight Report. Welcome back to the Weatherlight Report. Coming to you live from Weatherlight Chopper 4, I'm Squee McGee. Today we're working together with two partners who've been neglected by the EDH community. We're talking Gorm the Great and Virtus the Veil. Yeah! Oh, sweet! Mm. Yeah. yeah, all right, I dig it. So there's only 177 decks with these partners on EDH Rex. 100 and how much? 77. That's it? Uh-huh. Wow. So every deck I pick on this segment's under 200 decks built on EDH Rex. Nice. And these are really good cards. I'm really surprised by that. Mm-hmm. It's not what... I, don't I think run this, Virtus in several yeah, decks. Yeah, I don't likewise. think this deck's a stretch by any means. I think it's going to be solid, so... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. I got some good ones. So, to give everybody playing the home game a little idea on what they do, so Gorm the Great is a 2-7 giant warrior for three colorless and a green, and he reads, partner with Virtus the Veil, Vigilance, Gorm the Great must be blocked if abled, and Gorm must be blocked by two or more creatures if able. And then his partner, Virtus the Veiled, is a 1-1 aura assassin for two colorless and a black, and he reads, death touch, whenever Virtus the Veiled deals combat damage to a player, that player loses half their life rounded up. Yeah. Here's the thing that I like about it. When you when you use both of these guys as your commander, you get a free shuffle effect 
every single time you oh, cast them. Mm-hmm. So, Suck it, Mike! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that's super invaluable. I mean, that's that's pretty nice. I mean, people literally just play cards to shuffle right, yeah. their library. Yeah. Um, and Sol- so, look at you, Soldier of Fortune. You know, I'll, I'll be interested to hear, oh my gosh, some of the recent decks listed on EDH Rec. $34, or no, sorry. Huh. Uh, I don't know what that 48 is. Sorry, that was a $507 deck. Woo, I was about to say, $38 is a little cheap. Uh, 27 bucks though, on this one. Yeah. So, all no, right. It's possible to build pretty cheap. Well, um, let's hear what kind of cards you think will make this thing click. Yeah, so the idea around this whole deal is more to get out his partner, Virtus, and then to make Gorm as the distraction for the deck. Sure. And use other creatures to swing in and do the damage with. So it's going to be pretty heavy on equipment. So the first card I wanted to talk about is Breast Squire. Uh, oh, Breast yeah. Squire is a 1-3 artifact mirror for 3 mana that reads, tap, attach target equipment you control to target creature you control. Thanks to Tice, I have like 40 of these. I Jeez. would like one. Oh, are you going to build this? Yeah, I think so. This, yeah! yeah! I'm excited about this deck. Don't so, play yeah. any cards before I, I feel like every us. deck you talk about, you're like, yeah, I'm probably going to build this. Yeah, but if you can build fun ones for $50, yeah, that's, I'm all, that's very I'm all true. Bored. He'll basically turn into Tomer. I think he does the budget commander yeah, on yeah. They're always mm-hmm. like under 25 yeah, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, uh, Squee passes up me on the path to 32. <laughs> <laughs> the path has, to 102. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like this because there's a lot of equipment out there that's really expensive mm-hmm. to cast yeah, and or yeah. attach, and this will help you get around that. Uh, bring him out on the battlefield, and then you can start using your commander in really interesting ways. Well, and this also, this also, this card alone saves this deck a gazillion dollars because now, like the Agentum's armors that have are six to drop, six right. to equip. Yeah, now are like there's no drawback. Six to draw, and then just ten. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, just, I mean, you can go on. nuts on price and buy all the swords and have yeah. a great time with that, but I, I doubt that's going to be the build I'll go for. Yeah, I mean, you could throw in that uh, Colossus Hammer, the one oh, yeah, one to pay like yeah. eighty oh, yeah. to yeah. That was that was on my list of cards to include here. Yeah, it's that's a perfect card for this combo. Yeah, nice. absolutely. No, I like it. What's the uh, what's the next one? So the next one is a really fun card. It's a little bit risky. It's a little big tuckish. It's Phage the Untouchable. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Yes! So the idea around this, and for those playing the home game, Fage the Untouchable is a legendary 4-4 Avatar minion for 3 colorless and 4 black. Woof. Woof. (laughs) That's a lot of black mana to cast this guy. But once you get him out on the field, so it reads, when Fage the Untouchable enters the battlefield, if you didn't cast it from your hand, you lose the game. Game. There's the big risk. Yikes. Yep. Yeah, that could backfire. Well, well, it it can't really backfire unless someone blinks it on your board. Uh, oh. But there is a way to just instant win. Yeah, fractured it's, identity. Yeah, fractured identity on it. You exile it, but then you give all your opponents a copy of it, yep. and then they all lose. Uh, no, I like it. it that's uh, See, Phage is one of those ones to where it's like, I know people like the challenge of making that an EDH mm-hmm. commander. Yeah. Um, you, have I to just, like, you have to like, it's some weird thing where you like you play it well and then, it's like you have to do sundial of the infinite yeah, stuff yeah. or mm-hmm. there's the command beacon mm-hmm. put it from the command zone into your right, hand yeah. you have to do all this rigmarole yes and it's just a, a rock a yeah. rube goldberg a rube machine it indeed. but it's just a lot of work just mm-hmm. for i don't know i think there's other creative things that you could do but having it in the 99 especially yes. in a deck like this yeah, yeah, where yeah. one of your commanders pulls away blockers right that's pretty cool that's awesome and, and yeah. to read what else she does so Whenever Phage deals combat damage to a creature, destroy that creature, can't be regenerated. And then whenever Phage deals combat damage to a player, that player loses the game. Yep. So like Mr. <laughs> Combo was mentioning, you use your commander to bring everybody in blocking mm-hmm. him. This swings around that. You just kill people one at a time, go down the line. Love it. Yep. Bang, bang, bang. And, and, and then Great like pull. something else that kind of works in this deck is there's a lot of cards that say, you know, 
uh, only X amount of creatures can block, mm-hmm. like period. Yeah, yeah. And so, or like can only block per the number of cards in your hand or things right. like that. So you could run stuff like that because then it's going to pull, they're going to have to block yep. Gorm. Yep. Well, and worst case, and like worst case scenario too, you're like, your other commander does this ability just like not as efficiently. Right. So those yeah, same yeah. the same cards that are really good with Phage are even better with your commander. So with or your, like both yeah, with yeah. both partners that use Gorm still and you can use the other side of everything to swing and yeah, damage to one person, exactly. wipe I think one the big person thing is out. just like Phage just isn't in the deck to just be cute. No, it's, it's, it's synergy great. Yeah, works no, well it's, with the stuff that protects yeah. Virtus and makes that unblockable. Love it. So great, cool. great pull. Yeah. What's what do you the got next? next one? All right. So the next one I have is Benefactor's Drought. Benefactor's Drought is an instant for one colorless and one green. It reads, untap all creatures, and that's everybody's creatures. Until end of turn, whenever a creature an opponent control blocks, draw a card, and it also has draw a card as an ability. The idea around this is you untap everybody's creatures on different board states, you attack with your commander, they all have to block oh, you, right. and then you're allowed to draw as many cards as they have blockers, so you pick the person that has the most, and if you're really in need of draw card effects, this instantly gets you one for two mana, as well as probably another, I don't know, hopefully between four and seven cards sure. that you can draw. And that's one of the things I see in this deck where you're trying to get equipment out mm-hmm. and trying to do all that stuff. You need to have some card draw. And I think this plays really well with the commander. Three dollars? <laughs> that's shocking. I guess it's only been printed once. Yeah, I think it's great. Being able to force people, this is like, I think it's funny that this is black-green combat tricks. It's yeah. pretty much like what this deck yeah. is. So I think the only thing with that one that you kind of have to be careful of is you would have to attach something to Gorm to make it to where they have to block with everything. Because the way his text reads is that he only has bare minimum has to be blocked with two. True. Uh, so they wouldn't have to block with them all. But still, I guess you're paying two mana drawing three cards. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the auxiliary on this deck, too, is going to be equipment, auras. There's a lot of different mm. things that make things block. A certain creature there's also creatures out there that their text just straight out reads you yeah know, all creatures block this so what's the idea here I'll is find you have, a taunting elf can find a home <laughs> yeah oh, you have warm you have yeah say a taunting elf and a couple other creatures on your board state mm-hmm. one of them is going to make it and you can chump him out Sweet. and so if you get somebody say you're playing against my yeah. token deck with 20 30 cards you can have a huge card draw step get really whatever cards you're going to yeah. need for the next foreseeable Dig future and use that to, to move forward. Cool. Beautiful. Great what's pull. The, uh, what's the last one? So the last one is quite a doozy. It is the only equipment I'm talking about today. This deck will be loaded with them, but I'm very excited about this. It's Elbrus the Binding Blade. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Elbrus is a legendary <laughs> artifact equipment for seven colorless, and I did not stutter. That is seven, seven colorless, colorless to put them on the board. But you're playing green, so you got your right. ramp access. Exactly, yeah. yeah. With, with green black, you have a lot of ramp available to you. It reads, equipped creature gets plus one, plus zero. When a crypt creature deals combat damage to a player, unattach Elbrus the Binding Blade and then transform it. And it costs one to equip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the transform that it turns into is then Withinger Unbound. Yes. Withinger is a 13-13 legendary <laughs> demon. It reads flying, intimidate, trample. Whenever a player loses the game, put 13 plus one plus one counters on Withinger. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I wish this guy did kind of like is I wish he was I wish Withinger was indestructible. Uh, yeah. Like, well, you can um, use all your equipment you have available once he transforms to then attach that onto him. Give him. No, it's just, it's just awesome. I remember yeah, like no, this. That's cute. It's very cute. It's but, also very rare that you see flying and trample on the same. Right. Yeah. And intimidate. And so intimidate. it's like, all right, well, you have to have a flying black. Artif- or artifact, 
thirteen thirteen, or else you're gonna be taken to the face. And if he dumps somebody, then he becomes a twenty six yeah, exactly. twenty six. <laughs> or if somebody else kills him, this is whenever a player loses the game. This right. has nothing not to do with whether you killed him. Damage, right? So right. if another opponent kills somebody, then he's That's still so getting funny. the thirteen Filthy. counters on it. Love it. Uh, I can't believe it's almost five dollars. I those so I I think it's a great card. I, if, if I recall, it was used in what like maybe one percent of decks total. Which yeah, is a little it's a, bit it's a, light. It's a mythic. It's a mythic from Innistrad, which people like hanging on to. And actually, I when I came back here from, I was visiting from either Chicago or China. I went to Collector's Cash, and people were like, "Yeah, these mythic rare transform cards." People just like they hold on to. Them. Hmm. Like, I mean, this like, one, yeah, with this, it plays off the commander too, mm-hmm. so you can go like get people in there trying to yep. block your commander, swing around this. He already has flying, so he's pretty easy to hit somebody with. It's yeah, cool I think it's a awesome. card. Yeah. It's a really cool equipment. This, this deck seems like it's going to be pretty fun. I think I it is. Know. So, outside of the Kokoshu deck on the first episode, I think this might be my favorite of all the news sure. episodes on the Weatherlight Report. And I think it may be better than the Kokoshu deck. Well, that's all I had on the Weatherlight Report. I want to kick it back to the Action 4 News Desk with Mr. Combo and Big Tuck. All right. Thank you for staying with us. And as always, remember the great giveaways from CMD Tower himself by retweeting, subscribing, following, liking, and sharing. Without your support, we would probably still exist, uh, but I guess still just getting drunk on Sundays and playing Magic. Yep. Uh, so things really wouldn't be that different, yeah. I guess. Uh, <laughs> you can stay in touch with your MTG Action 4 News team by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website, cmdtower.com. You could communicate directly with your team at CMD Tower, at Mr. Combo Number 5, all spelled out except for the 5, at Dear Squee. Maybe in the future, Big Tuck can finally migrate from his High Five account. Oof. Oof. From your MPG Action 4 News team, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.